Buckle up, everybody. It's time for another episode of Dime Travel. You know the podcast where we go back in time, subtract the NBA playoffs, and see how things would turn out if there was just a regular season. And since we're traveling back in time, we make a few stops to check out what's happening during that year. You know, check out some concerts, maybe some musicals, and maybe some other culturally significant events. It's your standard sports talk science fiction podcast, so let's step into this phone booth and let's help Bill and Ted get an A on their high school history project and maybe rewrite the history of the National Basketball Association. It's time to drop a dime. Question remains though, how do we decide who the regular season champion is? You can't just compare their records because some teams have a harder schedule than others depending on how many times they play each opponent. So here's what we decided to do. For each team, we average their winning percentage against every other team. That way it doesn't matter if you went one on one against the team or three and three against them. The percentage is the same. Then we took the average of those percentages and finally multiplied that winning percentage by 82 just to give us an adjusted record out of 82 games like we're used to seeing then the team with the best adjusted record is our champion. Last episode, we revisited the 1999-2000 NBA season and confirmed that the Shaq and Kobe Lakers were the best team. Today, we're going to reevaluate the 2019-2020 NBA season to see if the LeBron and AD Lakers really deserve their bubble title. My name is Kevin, and joining me today is Ryan. Good evening, everybody. And Chris. Hello, everyone, and good midday. Yeah, and a good midday to you as well. First things first, though, we're going to start with the best part of our show, the time travel week. It's a way of getting into the 2020 frame of mind. Now, the premise of this segment is that if we're traveling back to re-examine this NBA season, what would we do if we actually could travel back? Not to change world events or invest our money, but just to get one week during the NBA season to see some games, see some concerts, do some other stuff, buy a jersey at one of the games. This week, in honor of Palm Springs, the Andy Samberg Groundhog Day-styled time loop movie, we're going to time travel via Cave Vortex. So, Ryan, why don't you start us off? If you could go back to the 1920 NBA season for one week, what would you do? Well, uh, of course, you know, this season is very bizarre for many things outside of basketball. Who knew what was coming? You know, it was crazy. But what I'd like to do is go back to December 22nd, 2019 and watch the Mavs versus Toronto. Um, the game was one of these games where you kind of like, why are we watching this? It's there's not really a competitive game there. Um, Toronto was down by 30 in the third quarter and ended up coming back to win the game and scored 47 points in the fourth quarter to win 110 to 107. So I think it's one of those games where you know, it keeps you invested in all games because, you know, you, you're thinking 
this one's over. Why why don't they just quit? Why don't they stop and try again tomorrow? But well, Toronto the, didn't the starter, that. the starters kind of did. The starters were terrible that game. I looked at that box score. Kyle Lowry was the only starter with a positive plus minus. All the other mm-hmm. four were at least a, a minus twenty. The bench that's just came why, in and dominated. Yeah, that's why sometimes you want to start with your bench. Exactly. Was this in Toronto? Do yes. It was in Toronto. I believe so. That's fantastic. <laughs> and then um, a, a few days later, I'm going to check out the Sixers at the Heat. And this was a, a, a sort of a different game in the sense it was much more competitive, went to overtime, 116 to 117 in favor of the Heat. Uh, Joel Embiid had 35 points. So kind of looking at two distinct types of games, less competitive, and then the heroic, unbelievable comeback. And then there's the back and forth kind of game going to overtime. You know what's really fun about doing uh, more more recent seasons is you can just go online and watch the end of this game, right? And it was a really exciting end of the game. For one thing, the Heat were wearing their their Miami Vice jerseys, which are awesome. Uh-huh. Yeah, those are always fun to watch. And this game ended uh, in regulation. Josh Richardson intentionally missed a free throw, down two with one second left, and Ben Simmons ran in and put the rebound back to send it to OT, and then. Tobias Harris missed a corner three at the end of, of OT. That would have oh won my it. Gosh. Yeah, Ben. It was weird to see a Ben Simmons highlight. Exactly. That's <laughs> definitely. And then um, moving beyond basketball, um, a few days before these games, uh, Star Wars Episode Nine came out. Rise of the Skywalker. A lot of hype for that one. So thought I'd check that out. Yeah, it was. It was a. Uh, it was a big movie. I we, actually I was talking to my wife today about. Rewatching Star Wars with my kids. Yeah. I feel like it's been a while, and I, I bet my youngest probably hasn't even seen them all. So, yeah, we checked out the original ones a couple too. years ago, but I don't think we moved beyond the, the originals. But yeah, we definitely do that. You haven't gotten past remember. the first three? Well, with the Is kids. This the like, first one? Okay. Because okay. they were a little younger. Yeah. Is this the first one of that set of three? No, uh, this is the last one of the last set of three. Yeah. The last. Oh. It is the last one. Oh, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a fantastic movie. That Palpatine scene is is uh, super scary. Yeah, the tension was really palpable. Um, yes, yeah. you could feel it. Easy yeah. joke, but uh, no, like I, I I watched this with my son, and he was genuinely terrified. I was like, this is pretty dark. Right. Yeah. But he gets scared by Dementors, so. <laughs> Don't we all? Oh, take it easy, okay? <laughs> We're prodigy, son. And um, well, after I check out that Miami game, there's a Jungle Island Festival of Lights, a Chinese-themed event with tons of brilliant LED lights all over the place and got a lot of good reviews, so I'm just going to check that out. Yeah, I, I, I saw you had this listed here, it, it, and I looked it up, and it does sound cool. I don't know. It... <laughs> what a time and place to be. What, what where, did you st- where did you come across this event? I was looking for interesting things to do in Miami at this particular time. Okay. Okay. It, it, looked, know, like, it looked really cool. You're, it's a traditional you're every, everyday man. You know, you, you get a hold of this time machine and you just know where you're going. You're going to see that festival of lights. It's a traditional mm-hmm. Chinese lantern festival with a very tropical Miami flavor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. What a co- match made in heaven. That's. It doesn't get better for my buck than something like that. I think it's one of those things you have to be there. Yeah. Yet, and you will be. Machine. Yeah. Yeah. You get to. You had me at enormous silk lanterns. 
advantage. Yeah. Yeah. And that's going to end up my week there. going to turn off the lights at the show there and head on back. All right. And Chris, what's your plan for the for uh, your 2020 week? Well, uh, I'm going to enter the uh, Vortex Cave, and I'm going to spit out. I'm doing one of these things where I do where I always kind of try to, like, get fancy with the rules. So I'm actually going to go to a preseason game, and I could really care less about the game. To be honest, it's just that the game is in Mumbai. So I always use these um, NBA global games often just to see parts of the world that I couldn't otherwise see. So this is going to be mostly a travel channel, time travel week. But I'm going to Mumbai, India to see the Pacers and the Kings. Pacers win by a bunch, but it's kind of fun to see these players before they get traded to different teams in a few years. Um, You got Sabonis and Miles Turner together. They're kind of a Pacers version of the Twin Towers. Um, Malcolm Brogdon at point guard and TJ Warren was on this team the year that he gained the nickname, the bubble God, um, <laughs> buddy Hill, Harrison Barnes, Darren Fox are on the Kings this is before Halliburton is drafted. Um, he's drafted later this year in the draft. Um, so yeah, just kind of an interesting time place. Uh, I go all over India, see Taj Mahal, the Ganges, the Delhi market. Uh, I'm going to check out Gandhi's birthplace. Sounds pretty cool. Uh, mother Teresa's mission in Calcutta and, probably relax in an Ayurvedic spa. So that's just some stuff I had on the uh, old agenda. So have you looked on a map? These things are pretty spread out. That, that's going to be quite a quite a busy three days. You're mm-hmm. going to be exhausted. I kind of peeked yeah. at a map. Uh, I mean, for for this exercise, I guess I just thought I can just do whatever I want. Um, yeah, and I, yeah, and... I mean, I don't know that much about Mumbai except just what I saw in the the new Spider Verse movie, but it does look really cool. Mm-hmm. That um, was really cool. Yeah, check that out. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But that's not a plug. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it probably is spread out. I don't know how much of these things I'll hit. Um, especially I've got like three days because then I've got to actually get over to Saitama, Japan, um, to see the Raptors versus the Rockets. This is another NBA Global game happened a couple days later, um, mm. and I get a check India and Japan off my bucket list for travel. So, uh, that team or that Toronto team, uh, that Ryan ends up seeing later has got Siakam and Van Fleet and Lowry versus Harden, Russ and Capella. So some interesting players. Um, and I didn't really have specific spots except for maybe Mount Fuji, but you know, just want to eat a lot of food and travel up and down Japan. So that would be really exciting. Yeah. Again, I'm just kind of cheating to, uh, travel see some cool places uh i did want to catch some music um i'm kind of into indie rock indie pop um and there's something called the asajiri jam in shizuoka shizuoka um correct me in the comments people if, if you know how to say that i just thought it'd be fun to kind of list some of these the names of these bands um it's not hysterical or anything but it's kind of fun uh but they've got a, a pretty incredible lineup couple days later in october uh featuring groups like hot chip um bad bad not good men i trust the hot house flowers harvey sutherland Kiefer, and those are separate bands okay this, this, this is not Kiefer sutherland it's harvey sutherland and Kiefer together do you think do you think that they used to be like a band and they split up it was like a bell bib devoe situation or <laughs> could be or maybe they just like touring together to confuse people I mean, that would huh. sell tickets just to be confused and go check it out. Um, but yeah, you know, you've got a couple other bands like Penguin Cafe. 
uh, might have to bleep this one for the kids, but there's a band called Ogre, You Asshole. Um, the Bohemian Bet Yours, Mono No Aware, and Safe Planet. So I thought it'd be cool yeah. to kind of just uh, check out this underground indie rock concert in Japan. Um, yeah, I couldn't I couldn't find any information on any of this in English. So <laughs> I didn't know if there was a particular band you were excited to see. I actually listened to some Hot Chip. Um, but okay. everything underneath Hot Chip would probably be the, the most prominent group out of this. Every Everybody underneath Hot Chip is... Did they I, meet I don't really did, know them? Did they meet your expectations? Um, like was it? In, yeah, was it what you're hoping for? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, anytime you get some kind of like weird indie groups like this all together, you're gonna see some experiment with music and and kind of enjoy yourself. So, I mean, if anything, there might be sushi, and I enjoy sushi. So yeah, and and we should try and get some of them on the show. Um, that could be fun. Absolutely. But that, that's the end of my time week. Um, I'm going to head back through the cave, back to my regular time and place, and uh, curious to see where Kevin goes. Well, I mean, I I stayed all I stayed here in the U.S. the whole time. I feel pretty basic. Um, I'll, I'll do mine anyways. So on uh, January 3rd, I went to go watch the Pelicans at the Lakers. So this was the first year where, where AD joined the Lakers and LeBron. So that, that was definitely a team that, and they're the ones who won the championship in the bubble. So I, I felt like I had to see them. The Pelicans would have been a lot of fun if Zion had played, uh, but he missed that game. It's, it's Drew Holiday and Lonzo still played. Lonzo had 23 points, AD with 46. Uh, mm -hmm. So this that was that was a fun game to watch. Um, then, then I went and watched the Spurs lose to the Bucks. The Spurs were really boring this year, but Giannis at 32, he's... Uh, was the MVP this season, someone you really want to catch. It was a great year to catch Giannis. Um, and then at, at that game, I was going to pick up the Giannis, uh, the the uh, green Milwaukee jersey. I thought about instead of getting a jersey, maybe getting the the Zoe 2's big baller brand shoe uh, for Lonzo, but those were the, the terrible shoes that uh, I think he had to put on a new pair every quarter because they were breaking down. But <laughs> it's funny that you even considered that. That's, that's. I just cool. thought it'd be, a, I think it'd be a funny thing to bring back. But then, so it's usually, like how you could usually, buy one pair of those shoes, or you could feed a family in Africa for five years. Yeah, <laughs> for the price of one big baller brand shoe. It sounds like a high performance tire. I feel like you know those just don't last as long, so you get get so much mm -hmm. benefit immediately. Good comparison. That was solid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you usually at this point, I'd like to go see a band or something. But I wanted to do something to lighten it up a little bit because I feel like this is probably the most depressing season in NBA history. I don't know. I don't know what else would be up against it. But this is a year that even on top of some of the other stuff that we remember, like this is when uh, Milwaukee boycotted one of their playoff games because of the Jacob Blake shooting. Mm -hmm. uh, this is the year when Kobe died. Uh, and then obviously this is the year of the COVID shutdown. So this is a really depressing NBA season. Yeah, so not only the COVID shutdown, but like Gobert giving everybody COVID. I think that's what yeah. happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he really just shut down the whole league. Greatest yeah. defender of his generation, probably. <laughs> so, Underrated. <laughs> yeah. So then two days after that Spurs-Bucks game, I went to watch uh, Bill Burr perform in Memphis. Uh, he had just released Paper Tiger. It was, it was like seventh mm -hmm. or eighth special. It was, it was the one that he got nominated for a Grammy for. But... Bill Burr's great stand-up. 
it was going to be a lot of fun to go watch. Absolutely. Um, and then three days after that, I was going to go watch uh, Taylor Tomlinson perform in Raleigh, North Carolina. Also a really funny stand-up. That was, that was her first stand-up. She was one do you of the, like Taylor Tomlinson? I do like Taylor Tomlinson. Why? You seem skeptical. Oh, no, I just wanted to ask. I mean, not everyone loves her. She gets kind of like mixed reviews. She's got her own night, a late night show, right? I know. So, yeah, so where so do you stand on her? <laughs> uh, usually like on her left ankle. Um, okay. I'm, That's safe. I, I usually stretch her out before her shows. Um, yeah, so I, I, I think her content's okay. I, I feel like... I listened to it for a little while and I'm laugh a, a moderate amount, but um, hmm. she's not my favorite. I think she's pretty funny and I think she's a, a pretty thoughtful stand-up. Uh, she, she's, I didn't realize she was one of the uh, uh, last comic standing, that that uh, reality show. She was one of the contestants on that. I didn't, I didn't know that. Uh, and yeah, I was going to mention she has, her, she, this was her first special, but then she has that, that new show after midnight that's just started. So, I haven't watched that, that air. Uh, I think it's like right around 12 o'clock. It might be after that. I'm not positive, but gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. But so not that's, I, I felt like, yeah, not a plug. So I feel like I, I wanted to, I wanted to have a little bit more fun this season. It was a, it's a, it's a pretty depressing season. I, I, can't, I, I forgot this was also like the, the shutdown was right after Kobe's helicopter crash. Yeah. So yeah. yeah Definitely. That was rough. Yeah. Way to bring some and levity to the situation. So, well, I mean, you guys just you guys just fled the country. You didn't even want to be around for it. But me and Ryan, yeah, yeah. Ryan was just in Miami. Oh, he went to Is Toronto. That... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went to Toronto. Wait, I forgot. And, were you and, telling me and, that? And in Miami, they were doing the Chinese balloon festival thing. So, yeah. spiritually, he left the country too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's then I'm coming back. Yeah, I will say I I totally think that I, I like your balance. Uh, I will say though that the NBA was kind of like the one um, shining sports league, you know. In mm-hmm. that situation, I thought the way they handled the bubble was great, just because we actually had some competitive sports still to watch, and we didn't have to just mark that season off. So mm-hmm. I, I thought that was that pretty cool. I, I know people. I know it's kind of controversial to say that, I guess, but. Uh, I actually thought what the NBA did was cool. No, I, I, right. I agree. I, I don't think that's that controversial. I think we were all super relieved to have any kind of sports back. Right. So. Yeah. I think some people just kind of knock the Lakers is really what I was kind of leaning towards it. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, but it was really cool to have some sports still continue. But but that's that's enough being down in the dumps. Now let's go to the most fun three people can have together with guess the players. Well. Where I can hmm. give Ryan some of the more obscure nicknames on Basketball Reference for some of the All NBA players this season, he tries to guess who had said nickname. So, are you ready? We are ready. And Chris, you ready to back him up? I'll give it a shot if he misses it. All right. So, Ryan, which player made an All NBA team this season and had the nickname the Wizard of Oz? Hmm, that's a pretty good one. There's a lot of players I feel like can meet this uh, criteria. Mm-hmm. Um, for the sake of time, I'm just going to say <laughs> James Harden. It is not James Harden. Chris, any any idea? The Wizard of Oz. I was thinking maybe it was like a player who played at Kansas. Um, hmm. Interesting. That's clever. But 
because I don't know, and I'm crashing the boards here, I'm going to put the rebound back up with Jason Tatum. Okay. So it was not Jason Tatum. Think of it more as the Wizard of Australia. <laughs> oh, uh, that's BS. Yeah, Ben Simmons. Ben yeah. Simmons, yes. His only All-NBA appearance so far. Uh, and this is the, the G League the, player. Yeah. This is the second to last year where everyone was really hopeful about him before it kind of fell off a cliff. And he has a, a line in, for a season basketball reference called back injury slash holdout because we're not really sure what happened that year. Mm -hmm. But yeah, this is back when he was still an all NBA player. What a wizard. Yeah. It's hard so, to tell what was going on with him. Yeah. Hopefully he gets right. He was fun. All right. Next up, which player made an All-NBA team this season and had the nickname El Matador? El Matador, hmm. I'd like, like that one to be Jimmy Butler. Okay, it's not Jimmy Butler. Dang, good guess. I was actually thinking that way, too, because there's nobody here who's clearly from Spain. Um, I'd like to guess Ricky Rubio, but it's not on my list. Uh, mm-hmm. The Matador, who who brings a red cloth to the games and tends to hold it up in front of his defenders? Kind of thing. Mm -hmm. That would be part of it. Um, or he, maybe he kills bulls. Is there somebody who slays bulls very often? How about There's LeBron? Three players James? that the the famous bull slayer LeBron James, but he was not El Matador. Oh. That was the name given to Luka Doncic. For uh, oh, how he okay. would keep how he keep defenders off balance. Also, when he played over in uh, Europe, he played in the Spanish league for about three years. See, so yeah. Hmm. No, your 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 reasoning was sound. You just didn't know that about Luca. Hmm. But let's see. That brings us to our final one. Let's see if you let's see if you guys can redeem yourself. Come on, Ryan. Which player made an All NBA team this season and had the nickname Fun Guy? <laughs> They all are fun guys, right? Mm-hmm. But one of them, I guess, in particular. You know, Wessel Westbrook seems kind of fun. He does. Going him. Okay. It's not Russell Westbrook. Not fun enough. Huh. Is this a play on words with mushrooms or something? Oh, it's then it would be Go Bear. It, 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 it is not. It is not. And a fungus. But they're different things, but people may not know that. Mm -hmm. Fun guy. How about Chris Paul? No, it's not Chris Paul. It was Kawhi Leonard. In the same uh, interview where he he did his super awkward laugh, he started it by <laughs> he started it by saying that he was a fun guy, and people kind of took it sarcastically, oh. and they started selling fun guy shirts. He totally said that. That's wow. Bad. Mm -hmm. that was a good, a good one impression right. i thought that was the real clip <laughs> all right all right a little bit off script a little bit off script here which of these players do you think actually is the most fun guy that made an all nba team in the 1919 or 2019-20 season like if you could have like a best buds date play date <laughs> like like hey chris Go. you're gonna spend the weekend with blank which name makes you the happiest mm, that's tough I think Luca is pretty fun. I'm gonna go with Jokic. 
I think I was going to go with Jokic. Too. I'm going to go horse racing with Jokic. Yeah. They're both if, they're both fun. If you're taking Jokic, I'm probably going Dame. I feel like Dame's a lot of fun. Yeah, Dame would be super fun. But yeah, maybe we can bring so, two. Hey, reach out to us guys if you want to hang out. We're, we're we're up for it. All right, so that brings us to our countdown of the top 3 teams in the season this year based on their uh adjusted records. So the number 3 team this season was the Toronto Raptors who had a 60 and 22 adjusted record which was that which was the pace they were actually on. No team actually played 82 games this season because of the shutdown and then the bubble stuff. But they're on pace to be a 60 win 60 win team. Uh that's why Pascal Siakam was 10th in MVP voting, uh all NBA second team and why Nick Nurse was coach of the year. Well this was the uh, defending champs, but after Kawhi left, after they lost their fun guy. Right. They still acquitted themselves quite nicely. Yeah, yeah. I saw these guys play in Japan. Yeah. The season What'd got you think? I thought they still had it. You know, I thought they were still a really mm-hmm. legit team. So Yeah, Ryan Ryan went up to see them in Toronto. Yeah. Um, I, got, I got the right team. Yeah. I saw the good one with the fun guy. This was this was not a team expected to be this good after losing Kawhi, but they had a, an awesome, well-rounded season. Or I guess should say, you know, the former fun guy. After yeah, the team guy, yeah. After post fun guy. guy. All right, so so what what uh, product or uh, piece of media released this season would you would you assign to the Toronto Raptors? Ryan, hmm. I guess that's a tough one. Uh, I'd Need a little more time if you got something. Well, so I, what I was thinking, so this is a team that has a, a lot of accents. You know, that has OG and Anobi from London and Siakam from Cameroon and Serge from the Republic of the Congo and Gasol from Spain. So there's a lot of accents, no, no like major star of this team, but just like a greater than it's some of its parts. So I was thinking what we do in the shadows, the, uh, the, the sitcom that doesn't have anyone who's going to be, you know, on the red carpet being like, Oh, so-and-so, but still yes, a hilarious it's a show. Good choice. It's a very With good a lot choice. of accents. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Th- this was, it was tough to come up with because this is only like three years ago. So yeah, uh, these are like, I'm looking at these things. I'm like, wow, this stuff came out. This seems like mm-hmm. maybe Sonic the Hedgehog would be an alternative option. Um, because, <laughs> My son enjoyed it, and he also likes the Toronto Raptors because they're a dinosaur team. Mm-hmm. Right, right. I mean, sense, if the yeah, logic but... worked when he was really little, but he's stuck with it, and I respect him for that. It was smart of them to to pick that as a mascot because my youngest also really likes the Raptors. He likes Vince Carter because he was on the all time Raptors on two K. Mm-hmm. So yeah, my son does a lot of that all time team stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's educational. All right. So should we go on to the number two team? Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. The number two team this year was the Milwaukee Bucks, who actually had the best record. But because we're doing the adjusted record based on how many times you play certain opponents, it's dropped them two wins from their actual pace. So they their adjusted record would have been 62-21. and 21. Uh, Giannis wow. was MVP this year and Defensive Player of the Year. Brooke Lopez was all defensive second team, second in the league in blocks. Uh, Eric Bledsoe was all defensive second team. So this was a, a team that 
everyone thought was going to compete for a title. They had the best record in the regular season. Uh, didn't really get it done in the playoffs, though, in the bubble. Uh, yeah. Get really solid Chris Middleton season. Yep. Giannis right in the players. beginning of his prime, prime, prime. He was awesome. The Nassus was on this team, too. The Nassus was there. Yeah, that's right. So he was. He's always there. Um, I actually uh, think that the Milwaukee Bucks might have uh, the best vote for old timey name, but think mm. really old timey. Uh, they got a guy named Dragon Bender. Ooh. So, like, from like yeah. BC times. They right. Can... Like back in the Game of Thrones days. Yeah. I didn't know first this. name Dragon, last name Bender. I didn't know this yeah. 2019 episode would have a wizard and dragon. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew? Mm-hmm. And Chinese lanterns. All so, connected. You know that you know that scene in uh in Goodwill Hunting when Ben Affleck goes in to negotiate the contract for Matt Damon and he's like wearing an ill fitting suit and he's just being kind of a goon. I feel like that's how Giannis goes in and just negotiates Thanasis Thanasis's contract. He's just like retainer <laughs> retainer. It's like whatever you want, man. Just tell us. I hope he, I hope they have fun with it. Yeah. So gotta, I'm sure they do. Yeah. Yeah, I bet that's what happens. All right. So what do you think for of the products that came out this year? Media release this year fits the Milwaukee Bucks. Ooh, what do you think, think Ryan? Thinking the Mandalorian. Okay. And why the Mandalorian? So I th- think like Giannis is just coming in and taking control of the situation. Okay. He's got, got the support of the other Mandalores. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, so is there is there a Grogu in the mix, or is this just, it's more Bledsoe. the Mandalorians? Bledsoe is Bledsoe? clearly Grogu for very simplistic mm-hmm. reasons. Yeah, I apologize there. Bledsoe and his yeah. It could mm-hmm. be, um, I mean. Small guy with a lot of power. Yeah. I feel like it's the the connection would be more relevant, although it doesn't make quite sense. Is his for his brother? You know, there's not like Grogu's not really the brother, but just that family connection, that tight bonding mm-hmm. that they have. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Okay. I think I would go with pumpkin spice spam. Okay. And I think it's just yeah. because we didn't we didn't really see Giannis coming. You know, it's like that thing that you didn't know that you needed in the in in the world. Um, but -hmm. it was a gift to the world anyway. So I'm going to go with pumpkin spice spam that came out this year. Have you had that? Mm -mm. But I'm intrigued. Yeah. I I don't think I've had spam. So, yeah. So so you're really going on a limb there saying we need it, but you haven't had it yet. Yeah. Well, I've had regular spam, but I see. I I get get it now. I get it now. Okay. So I, up, I, I was thinking, I was thinking this team is kind of so. Everyone was really excited for this team, but they ended up being a little disappointing in the end. So I kind of felt like the vaccine was uh, appropriate for the Milwaukee Bucks. Is that that's controversial? Cheating. That's cheating. <laughs> it came out this year. How how is that? The Milwaukee Bucks didn't get pushed on everybody though. I, I think from I, a marketing I, standpoint, the Lakers controversial. Regardless of what you think about the vaccine, I feel like everyone was disappointed based on what their expectations were. 
Okay, well, I would just say that Bill Gates. If you take it from a press coverage standpoint, the Milwaukee Bucks get like zero press, and I think the vaccine got too much press. So I think it's the wrong team. But I understand okay. your I, your angle. They ultimately were disappointing. I don't know, and and needed needed a booster. Drew Holiday in the off season, and that's when they finally won the title. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it fits. I stand by it. Potato, potato. All right. Or agree to disagree. Moving on to the number one team then. The team that would not have been number one if we hadn't adjusted the records. But they were number one in the bubble. And that's the LA Lakers. So their adjusted record was 61 and 21, but the percentage was slightly higher than it was for the Bucs. And this was one more than what their actual pace was. LeBron was second in MVP voting. uh, Eighth in points. Led the league in assists. Anthony Davis was sixth in MVP voting, second in Defensive Player of the Year. This was their first uh, year teaming up together, and they were pretty amazing. They really uh, came together in the bubble. I don't know. Do you, do you guys hold the bubble title against them or no? I don't at all. No. Everybody was in the same boat. I feel like you get into uh, certain sports arguments, and especially with like LeBron, and I think people do hold it against them. I really don't understand the reasoning. They still played basketball. Just because the crowd is there or isn't there or is there virtually doesn't mean that the players didn't still have to perform. And some would even argue that it was a it was a more difficult environment to have to compete in, being that they're isolated from the rest of the world. So I don't know. They still went out and played basketball against the best people in the world and won in a tournament style. So, so some people would say that it was harder. And that's part of what turned me on it. Cause I feel like I didn't care either way. But then LeBron started talking about how it was the hardest title. It was like, all right, well, that's just silly. And that made me want it to not count. But yeah, I don't hold it against them. Everyone everyone yeah. had the same thing to deal with. Yeah. But. Well, I think yeah. it's probably the hardest title just in the sense of everything around you. Not necessarily purely basketball, but just like the uncertainty of everything. That's probably what he meant. Yeah, for sure. I, no, he just, he wants to be better than, than Jordan. So he's just trying that, to, yeah. say some of my titles are bigger than some of his six. But. I see. He won like, three t- he won titles on three different teams. It's amazing. I mean, I I think that it's also cool that JaVale McGee gets his third ring this year. Um, just uh-huh. because that really cements his legacy. Right. You can't take that away from him. He might just drop it, but you can't take it away. Yeah, you cannot take it away. I would want to try to. No, for sure. Congrats. All right. To him. So so what what should we assign to the LA Lakers from this season? Brian, <laughs> man, it's another tough one. All right. Well, so for me, I personally was thinking Star Wars that it was their first. It was their first two, first year together. LeBron and AD, an, an unlikely pairing thrust together. One seemingly indestructible. One delicate as a flower. One one older and one younger. I was thinking the Mandalorian for this. I think they were well. a classic Mandalorian and Grogu. Mm-hmm. Who incidentally, Grogu was the older one. I don't know if you knew okay. that. That's true. Then that, that helps my Milwaukee Bucks argument. Then and yeah. Mandalorian was like a flower. It's that's so true. Well, no, he was he was the one that he seemingly indestructible. Grogu seemed pretty pretty weak. Uh, 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 he was powerful. Uh, uh, he was okay. powerful, powerful, but seemingly fragile. I feel like he's a perfect AD. Other than the okay. height difference. Well, let me get you with this. I would say uncut gems. Okay. Because you take an aging star, 
uh-huh. and you have him perform in a different arena okay. that he's used to, and uh, he delivers. So okay. Uncut Gems, the, the surprise movie with Adam Sandler that uh, won awards in the box office, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So I, I think yeah, I Anthony think Davis is the my... new setting, and uh, Adam Sandler is uh, LeBron James. Mm-hmm. I can see that. It's it's unbelievable how long LeBron's been been doing it, and how long Adam Sandler's been putting out movies. Yep. Yeah. And also, I I think there's an argument to be made for Russian Doll because it was a thing within a thing, and it was mm-hmm. a winner. So a thing within a thing because of the a bubble. Thing within a thing. Yeah, because they played a basketball game within a bubble. Sort of like they a Russian do doll lives within another Russian doll. And then within another that, one. And then if you take that one and look inside that one, there's not a lot in there. So, <laughs> But what's in that one? It keeps going like this. So, But that's a whole different thing. I'm just saying that was a good show. It ended up being mm-hmm. surprisingly really, really good. And uh, so it's a, it was a winner of a thing inside a thing. You know, I tried that show. I didn't love it. Really? Did you did you get through it? Yeah. I really I really liked it. It had a uh run Lola run kind of format. Yeah. Yeah, I or, Honestly, I think yeah. I think Groundhog I think my Day wife effect. maybe was more out on it than I was, but I also don't love Natasha Leone. She doesn't really yeah. do much for me. Find she didn't grading. She didn't sell the uh she didn't sell it for me either. Um, as far as like turning out and watching it, sure. but I gave it a shot and it was surprisingly, I thought it was well written, but yeah, you know, teach their own. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess the the next thing we should talk about maybe for a second is if, if we were given the, uh, extra weight to the regular season, do you think LeBron or AD over, overtakes Giannis for MVP? With the, no. with the added, if we were taking that into account, no. Okay, yeah, I think they split votes too. Giannis was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, first place votes was like eighty-five to sixteen. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it moves the needle enough to overtake him. Right? No. All right. Well, so this we've just been picking seasons at random. Um, I, I I have them all laid out, but just out of random, we've randomly got four in a row where we didn't change who the champion was. Which means we've had four four episodes in a row where we get to deal with Jersey Boys segment, where we come up with the best current player jersey, best former player jersey, the hipster choice jersey, and the most annoying jersey for a team for a franchise. And this this week we could do the uh, the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies edition. So for the Memphis Grizzlies, who's the uh, best current player? Obviously Ja. It's got to be yeah. Ja Morant. Ja. Mm. Yeah. Best former player is a little bit trickier. Uh, I I think it's Marcus Saul. Mm-hmm. I think Mike Connolly, you could make a case for. He he's, has the most games, points, assists, and steals in, in Grizzlies history. I had a That's spirited surprising. debate. I had a spirited debate with Dan today where he was arguing for Sharif Abdul Rahim. <laughs> um, but I, I I think that's incorrect. Just because that's fun to say. Do you think yeah, that's sure. hipster's choice instead? I think it might be hipster choice, but yeah. I think it's got to be Marcus Gasol. He's a three-time All-Star, two-time All-NBA player, and three defensive player, or not three, but one defensive player of the year for them. It's not a it's not a franchise that's had a lot of success. Like Jaws, 
probably two or three seasons away from being the best player in in Grizzlies history. Why didn't you so, call me during this discussion? Because it's clearly because we were going to do Randolph. it here. We were going to do it here. Okay, but it's Zach Randolph for sure, the best foreign player, right? It's not Zach Randolph. It's, I'm not saying it's not preposterous. I, I, I would have him over uh, Sharif, but okay. Well, I would have him over Mike Conley. I would probably have him over Mike Conley too. But Mike Conley played so much more time in Memphis. That mm-hmm. that was all it was. Is that Zach Randolph had a lot of time in Portland? Like he, okay. But yeah, he did make two All Star teams for for Memphis. I still think it was Marcus All though. Marcus All was a top ten MVP candidate one year. Convinced, I agree. But so, so we're we're all in agreement that it's definitely not Sharif Abdul Rahim. Yeah, I I think it's Marcus for you, Dan. Okay, good. All right, hipster choice. So I threw Mike Conley on here just to, as a, like a and, and and the hipster choice is a little bit like. We see that person and we think that's a real fan of him, a real fan of this team. I threw Mike Conley on here. I threw Zach Randolph on here. I put Tony Allen, part of the the grit and grind. That's I think my I maybe choice. He was, yeah, I think I was maybe thinking them a little bit because he was a, a Celtic too, and so I rooted for him then. Rudy Gay was on this team for a long time. White Chocolate was was on this team for a bit. For a little bit, yeah. Jason Williams. And then I... I I don't think you can dismiss Sharif Abdurrahim because it would be really cool to be wearing like the the original Grizzlies jersey, you know, the Vancouver mm-hmm. Grizzlies. I don't know. I think that'd be a cool jersey to wear. White Chocolate played on that team, right? When they had that logo and that jersey. Is that true? Yeah, I think or not? so. Okay, I, that'd I be so. a cool jersey too. Yeah, it's funny. I actually forgot until you said that they were in Vancouver first. Yeah. When did they come down again to Memphis? I don't remember. I think I they followed exactly. the, the actual migration of bears. And they became a logical yeah. choice at that point. So did they go back and forth? Same as same as how when Utah became the jazz capital of the world. I guess it was right. immigration, right? And then immigration of bears. So they didn't go back. <laughs> yeah. But I, just, I like just uh, surrounded by bears. I like Tony Allen in this hipster choice because, you know, like you said, he's more on the defensive side of things, but he really helped them win a lot of games and um, because he didn't score like tons of points, yeah, he didn't do terrible. But you know, you really got to be a fan to know about Tony Allen on that team. Yeah. All right? Are you are you worried that might be a little recency bias? Or I don't know. I, I feel like if, I'd like to, Tony Allen was. I think who I was going to make the case for before Dan made me feel bad about not taking any Vancouver Grizzlies. So I don't know. I think I might vote Sharif. Ah, Dan wins. Yeah. I don't know. I've I've I feel like I have split votes on some of this stuff because Jason Williams, if if it's just hipster, yeah, I don't know. Jason Williams is a pretty cool jersey to have in general, and that Vancouver one is kind of uh, unique and iconic. So that'd probably yeah. be my vote. But I can understand both of your arguments. Honestly, I loved watching. He, he, he is pretty hipstery. Yeah, it's pretty perfect hipster choice. It depends on if you're like a hipster guy with like tattoos. Or if you're more like sourdough starter hipster, if you're the tattoos kind of person, I think it's Jason Williams. But if you're sourdough starter, then you know Tony Allen or Rudy Gay or Sharif. So, really? Huh? Interesting. Mm-hmm. If you're edgy and cool, I think Jason Williams is your hipster choice. So you're accusing me of being a sourdough starter hipster? 
Yeah, definitely. All right. Wow, that sucks. <laughs> that's that's okay. I can't wait to break bread with you when you finish your loaf. It's going to be such good bread. <laughs> All right. So that brings us to the most annoying, embarrassing, corny, obnoxious jersey. And I put two candidates on here. One, Bryant Big Country Reeves. Not that he was like a disaster, but he was kind of the face of the franchise at the beginning. Sixth overall pick. And in his six seasons on the team, they won 15, 14, 19, 8, 22, and 23 games. So even though it's not like he was the worst player ever, I, I, I can't imagine people remember that era fondly. Big country. Mm-hmm. He, so he play, he came from Vancouver as well, though. He What do you mean came from Vancouver? Well, I mean, he played on that team when they were in Vancouver as well, right? Yeah, I, I think so. he was their first draft pick. Because I think he oh, was he in was the, the 90s, the, right? Gotcha. Oh, yeah, 95. That's right? awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of like that yeah. jersey. Yeah, that's why I... I I, I bet it's not the right choice for that. I just, it was a, I don't quite think it can be quite an era of ineptitude. Yeah. But, no, I so I think, it. I think the winner is Hashim to beat. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Number two pick in 09, right before Harden and Steph. His, his best season was his rookie year when he averaged 3.1 points a game, 3.6 wow. rebounds, two and a half fouls in 13 minutes. Mm-hmm. He had all the physical attributes. He had one physical attribute, which was height. Yeah. And he might as well have been in the Bull family. Yeah. I had high aspirations for him. He might have been. (laughs) I said he might as well have been. I was just agreeing with you. Yeah. I wasn't going to go that far. Okay. Take it easy. Oh, so yeah. John Morant, Marcus All. Split choices for hipster hipster choice, and then uh, Hashim to beat. Right. So yeah, not a, not a great selection of players. I, although it's not as surprising. It was weird when we did the Pacers, and there weren't many choice, many great choices, because that's the franchise has been around forever. This it's not surprising that this was kind of a grisly list because it's a pretty new franchise. So See what right. you did there. You really yeah. trimmed it down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we, we talked about the Lakers. We confirmed they won their championship. We confirmed that Giannis was the MVP and uh, talked about the Grizzlies for no real reason. Anything else we should bring up for this year? Yeah, I don't think so. Right? Yeah, I think I think we'll just have to make it a shorter session because of the no, bubble this, season. Yeah, exactly. Should we Should we pause for like 30 minutes and then start up again? Do you guys remember no. that? We were watching the game when they stopped it in the middle. I remember watching that. When I don't I think just, I was like, watching that game. I, I, unfortunately, I don't remember who what teams were playing, but yeah, I was watching and they just, just stopped in like the second or third quarter or whatever. That may not be accurate at all, but they just stopped in the middle. Like we have to postpone the game for some reason. Nobody knew what was happening. And they're like, okay, everybody has to leave. Hmm. Yeah, I do remember. I do remember seeing that. I don't think I was watching it live, but. Yeah, I actually kind of remember that too. It was a really interesting year. It really was. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad to have it in the bag because it was it was a depressing year to talk about. We didn't even talk about Kobe that much, right? You know? That was that was a such a weird thing to happen. It happened. It was like the week after LeBron passed him for uh, mm. in career scoring, right? Also, oh, two other tidbits I forgot to mention for the season. 
This is the year LeBron became the first player in NBA history to record a triple-double against all 30 NBA teams. Oh, that's pretty cool. And then in January, Russell Westbrook became the second player in NBA history to record a triple-double against all 30 NBA teams. Doesn't sound as cool now. Yeah, now everybody <laughs> does it. Yeah. Copycat. Copycat. It's also, like a, also a bummer year because no KD or Steph or Clay. The Warriors fell apart. Mm. But... Yeah, but we don't have to talk about it anymore. Next next episode, we get to go back all the way to the nineteen fifty one season. Let's see yeah. if the in, instead of confirming more Lakers stuff, we can see if the Rochester Royals hold on to their title. Fascinating I stuff. I yeah. believe they will. Yeah, you think, you think so? <laughs> Only yeah, time will tell. I guess we'll find out. And get yeah. our machines ready. Can't wait to see what we'll use then. I got, I got, I got plans. All right. Well, thanks anyone who listened. I appreciate it. That's right. Have, Thank you so much. Have a great midday. Good night and happy travels. Good afternoon. Bedtime.